You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060-896-or-visit-horseandhound.com.au Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Force and Hound. Well, night two has come and gone for the Queensland Tab Summer Carnival. And if you missed those results from Saturday night, Mac Da Vinci went back-to-back claiming the Group 2 Queensland Cup. He was able to beat Turn It Up and Will the Wizard. The mile rate was really strong here, 152.9. The Group 2 Forever Gold for the Mayor's Speed Dating. Back-to-back feature race victories. Fresh off that win last week in the peak of the Creek Shields. I've claimed the Forever Gold Open. 151.9 was the time there. The Group 2 Trotters Sprint, Majestic Harry. He secured a golden ticket like Mac Da Vinci. So the winners of the Sprint and Pacing, Open Pacing features, get a golden ticket to contest the Inner Dominion. And at this stage, connections of both Majestic Harry and Mac Da Vinci are going to take up those options. So expect them to be starting uh, next weekend. So not this weekend, next weekend down in, in Melbourne for night one of the Inner Dominion, the listed Bill Dixon. That went the way of its Cherokee Jack. And as far as the uh, young features were concerned, the two-year-old, that went the way of cheerleader. She was able to score an all-the-way victory. And uh, the three-year-old features, Future Assured, taking the Colts and Geldings, and the Phillies feature, a deserved winner for Uptown Beach Girl. She's been running some mighty races, and she proved too strong holding off the New England Philly magic moment. So that was Saturday night. The man of the moment, though, was Leonard Kane with Mac Da Vinci. Back-to-back victories for Mac Da Vinci in the Queensland Cup. Leonard's online with us now. He joins us. Leonard, appreciate the time. Congratulations. No worries at all. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. That looked really easy. It sort of went to plan how most expected that race would play out, but just the way he went about it late, he was just awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, he was super. Um, all credit to him. You know, he, um, like you say, the race worked out perfect when obviously I got that behind leader sit on turn it up. And, um, you know, I was sort of really rubbing my hands together when Mac Da Vinci relaxed in the trail. You know, that was probably the only question. He sort of caught a little bit can the last couple of starts. Um, uh, when he relaxed there in the trail, it was, um, you know, that was a big plus and obviously helped us out a lot, you know, um, and we got a great trip. And like you say, you know, he was swelled up around that last turn. He sort of picked a bit right up there at the top of the 600 and started to really travel and then got to the outside up the straight and he let down really well and got there. So that was awesome. How, how did he feel at the line? Because he looked like he still had a, a little bit left in the tank. Yeah, for sure. You know, he, he was, you know, as strong as ever on the line, you know, he was just as sharp on the line as when I pulled him out of the top of the straight, you know, he felt as though he could go on another lap, so um, he definitely run through the line well and, and done it well within himself. So, just going back uh, through the race, um, turn it up was expected to lead, there was a little bit of talk, maybe a retake move from you, how much pressure would be applied from Blacks Dance. Did it go to script from your point of view? Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously once you turn it up, burnt the gate and, you know, he crossed everything with ease and um, I was able to not have to sort of stir my fellow up off the gate and, and still be able to get that behind lead and trail. Um, you know, I think I was, I was always happy enough to sit there, you know, because turned up was a fast runner, obviously, and he's a horse that's happy enough to follow. And then when turn it up, so, um, back to dance, sorry, made the move around to the chair and sort of sat back off 
turn it up, you know, it, was, it played into our hands really well. And then um, obviously that little bit of pressure down the back backside there when they quickened um, Black Sedan, or he was at capacity and turned up, was still travelling well within himself. So everything was looking well, you know, the whole way through the race. Okay. So four for four now, you and Mac Da Vinci, every time you've sat behind this horse, you've been able to score. So what's the magic? Uh, what is it with you and Mac Da Vinci that just seems to be this super force right now? I think it all just comes down a lot, Chris, you know. Um, you know, obviously we get along well and, um, you know, I like the horse and he obviously likes me. But, um, you know, we've had a lot of luck with, with draws and the horse was flying last year when I was able to win the big with Johnny on him and... Um, you know, I, I think, you know, you can't take any credit away from the job that Shane's done with him. You know, he's got him flying, you know, all three times that he's had him up here. So, um, he's, I, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down that, you know, luck in running. Obviously, we got the right draw there on Saturday night to get a great trip and um, it worked out perfect. So, uh, I think, yeah, like I said, I think it's just luck. Well, that being said, after sitting behind him there on Saturday night, does he feel better? Does he feel stronger now compared to last year when you were combining for those victories? Oh, I think he feels just a strong sort of thing. You know, it was um, it was full of confidence and going really well last year when I was driving him, so it's sort of hard to say he's probably going better, but I think I think um, as crazy as it sounds off his run on Saturday night, I think he's actually going to get better again. Um, you know, he is a horse that thrives on confidence, so winning that race on Saturday night, doing it so well with such an easy trip, um, I think will play into his hands a lot in the coming weeks. Um, I think he's only going to get better and better. I missed a perfect opportunity to drop a line when you cruised across the line. With the race safely in your keeping, I could have dropped the line of Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> uh, that would have... Um, everyone would have got a little bit of a laugh out of that one, for sure. <laughs> Now, tell me, not surprisingly, Connections are going to take up this golden ticket. So his next start is going to be in the opening round of heats in Melbourne. So what, Saturday week? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, obviously, all going to plan with um, travel arrangements and whatnot. I think um, he'll definitely be down there. So taking out logistics, just on that, with Mac Vinci in the Inter-Dominion Series, this is a perfect opportunity, given that it's probably not the strongest series that we've seen, given that Copy, that's not coming over. The New Zealand Cup chant. Rock and Roll Do's not going to back up in the series. There's no All-Stars horses coming over from New Zealand. There's no Perth horses coming over. So, you know, the top seeds are, are fairly obvious here with Majestic Cruiser, Expensive Ego, Spirit of St. Louis. He, he's, you know, with a little bit of luck on his side, he could easily be a little bit of a player. Oh, absolutely, Chris. You know, I agree with you 100%. Um like I say, he's a horse that thrives on confidence and I think he's going to get better from his run on Saturday night. And off his run on Saturday night, he was um, every bit as good as, you know, I think the other free for that are going around at the moment that you've just mentioned. So I think, um, you know, everything stays well with him and um, he travels well and he still, you know, he trains on well in the meantime. I think he's going to be, I think he'll be a massive force in that series for sure. So Shane will take him south? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that'll be the plan. Shane will sort of head south with him and um, probably stay down there for the duration of the series, obviously, and look after him and drive him throughout the series. But you'll have the phone on on, uh, on full charge, just in case there's a phone call to say we need you to come down and uh, answer a bit of an air. You should be happy to fly down and, and reunite with him? 
Oh, absolutely. I'd be on the next flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. He's a special horse for you, no doubt. Four for four. It's a, uh, a great strike rate. Uh, it could have been a, an even better night for you, uh, speaking of Group 2 features, because Wahakan dream for your wife, Beth. She started in the Group 2 Forever Gold, went down narrowly, but uh, she ran another terrific race. Yeah, she was super again, Chris, obviously. Um, you know, like you say, she's another one of my favourites, and it was nice to be able to get her into a nice race and um, give her, you know, give her a chance to be able to pick one of them up. Um, obviously, you know, she'd done a little bit of work early, and then we got cover through the middle stages on speed dating, and then um, it was too good in the end. So, uh, you know, I was proud of her. There's nothing to take away from her, right? And I was just happy that she was, you know, she'd done that work early, and then uh, we're still able to hit the line as good as what she could. So, you know, seconds um, seconds not bad in a race like that. Definitely went, especially when the wife trains and owns part of us. So, it um, no, that was a great result. The winner speed dating. Did she surprise you in any way, shape, or form? Oh, I don't think so. Just off of her, obviously, a run in the heat of the peak of the creek, and then obviously in the final. I know she had soft trips in both of them, but um, you know, she was so sharp in both of them against you know, nice horses. So I think um, it's one of them things again, Chris. I think, you know, confidence plays a massive part in, in the racing game. And um, obviously with those two victories leading into it, and those couple of hard runs in um, Sydney down there at Menangle, uh, I think all that was on her side and she's just sort of strengthened up and gone from length to length. Were you surprised that she was up on your outside early attacking for the lead? Because you probably expect a little blister to be the first one up on your outside to apply pressure. So were you were you surprised that Speed Dating was vying for the lead? Yeah, I have to say I was actually. Um, like you say, it was sort of, I sort of thought, you know, obviously a little bliss had burned the gate as hard as it could and it would probably be the first one there. And then, um, you know, Nathan was sort of happy to punch forward as hard as he could between us. And um, then obviously when... Little Bliss couldn't get into the 1-1. It had a little crack on the corner to get into the 1-1 and couldn't. Um, and then pressed on, and Nathan was happy enough to keep pressing. So, um, you know, Nathan's a great driver and knows what he's behind. So when he was sort of so keen for the front, you know, I thought obviously he's going to hold it. And he um, obviously feels like, you know, that the mayor could do it. So I was happy enough to sit on him at that point. Yeah, fair enough. So she'll back up again this weekend. It's another good money race that she'll line up in on Saturday night. But thereafter what are we looking at what does the future hold for Wahakan Dream? Well, we haven't sort of looked um, too far ahead yet to be honest Chris uh, obviously um, Jamie Danberg is part owner of her and he sort of talks about there being um, probably offers coming in from the states for us so if that was to happen and we were to get the right kind of money for us she'd probably um, you know finish up her career over there I think she's sort of done as much as she sort of can here so um, you know, if the opportunity was to arise for her to go to the States, I think we'd probably take it. That being said, do, do you just sort of, you know, toy with the idea of taking her to Sydney early part of next year, uh, those big mares races? Is is that something that could be on the radar for Wahakan Dream if those offers for America don't sort of play out? Oh, for sure, you know. Like, I think as long as she keeps racing well and she's, stays healthy and everything, um, you know, she's she sort of proven the last few weeks, um, you know, that she's good enough to match it with them better mares. Um, I think, obviously, yeah, if um, if she's still racing well and, and whatnot come the time of those races in Sydney, then I think we would sort of 
um, have a bit of a think about going down there and testing them for sure. Okay. Well, we wish you the best of luck with Wahakan Dream and uh, hopefully there's more success just around the corner. So if Shane goes to Melbourne uh, with Mac Da Vinci, uh, does that mean that you get the drive on Turn It Up if he starts in a free-for-all? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be nice, but um, Shane might work it, but Turn Up doesn't race for those couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to have the cake and eat it too. Let's talk about your drives today at Albion Park. You've got a number of uh, opportunities again today to find the winner's circle. Race two, number three, Alanon for Richard Hutchison. He's only had the three local starts this form of Victorian, but he's going well. Is he going well enough to win this race? I think he is, yeah. You know, um, like you say, he's, his three starts has been, um, you know, nothing wrong with any of them. He's, he's a good beginner. Last start, he made a bit of an error. I think they sort of, they probably stood us up for a little bit long. There was a bit going on with the back markers, and he sort of, I think he relaxed too much and sort of half fell asleep on the mark, to be honest. And then um, when I sort of asked him to step away, I sort of frightened him a little bit, and he rolled into a gallop, and it took him a while to come down. But, um, you know, I think if he gets away as good as what he can and he finds himself in a handy position, He's been going really well late, so um, I think he'll stick on really well and be right there in the finish. The fact that you've only got those two runners in front of you, Jet Legs and Vamp, that, that's a good thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, obviously, as long as we get away um, safely and with not too much interference, um, I think that, you know, I, hopefully we can settle close enough to the front. And if that was to happen, I think it'd be um, a massive chance of taking them all the way today or, um, yeah, you know, running them down. So, definitely. Okay. Race three today, the two-year-old, Moretta. She's drawn out. Was she a little disappointing last time out? Yeah, I sort of thought she was a little bit, Chris. You know, um, she's obviously had had a fair few starts now as a two-year-old and might just be coming to the end of her campaign a little bit. Um, she was sort of travelling strong on the helmet and then I moved to thinking, oh, I'll put her in the race. And, um, you know, she felt as though she was every bit as good as the way everything else in front of her was travelling. And then when I moved her off the helmet, she just sort of didn't find any more and sort of laboured a little bit. So I think maybe, um, you know, hopefully Phil hasn't done too much with her in the meantime and um, hopefully she might be a little sharper this week. Otherwise, he might look to sort of put her in the paddock, I think. Sure. It's a sticky drawer as well today. You've got that real speedy Philly girl from Rosedale to your inside. So it's not going to be easy out there, is it? No, definitely not. Like you say, it's a, it's an awkward draw, so she's probably not going to land in the best of positions, and um, she's going to want to bring her A game to be be there in the finish. But um, you know, in saying that, at her best, I think she is good enough to you okay. know be top three for sure. Okay, uh, race four. Uh, speaking of good draws, you've you've landed the right draw here with Jet Force. He's coming out of that series at Redcliffe, won the heat, third in the final, winner one easily in the final. But he's got the right draw. Is it just a matter of picking the right horse to trail here? I think so, Chris. Yeah, you know, he loves that behind later trip. And um, I think if we can get the right sort of run, which we've, we've drawn to get the right sort of run, um, I think he should be right there again today. You know, it looks quite an even field. Um, I think he's, he's good enough to sort of, with the right trip, be, um, be amongst them at the finish there for sure today. Were you happy with those runs in that series at Redcliffe? Yeah, I thought he was quite sharp in the heat. And then uh, in the final, he got held up a little bit. He was three fence behind. 
roll on X and it sort of, when the leader dashed away, it couldn't go with the leader. So we, we got held up a little bit and then he still found the line and wasn't far from second actually. So um, I didn't expect him to be able to get as close to the second horse as what he did, but he, he surprised me in the way to be let down. So I think he's racing well enough and, um, you know, he's definitely good enough to be there about today. Okay. Ray six, another good draw. The ace with my ultimate victim. You know this horse well. Could this be a similar type situation to Jet Force? you just got to find the right horse to follow, or are you keen to try and take them all the way? Uh, no, I'll sort of leave that up to Pete, but uh, I think we'll sort of aim to take a sit if there's something there that's sort of like early enough that uh, we feel confident enough to sit on because, you know, he is sharp-driven like that. But in saying that, too, he's able to... Uh, you know, he's run at Redcliffe when he held up over 20.40, probably four or five starts to go. He dashed home in 27.8, I think it was, and was just beaten by a better horse on the day. So, um, you know, I'll just sort of have a bit of a chat to take for the race and see what he'd like to do, and we'll go from there. But I think either way, in front or behind leader, he's, he's a really good chance there today for sure. Okay. And, and you know this horse uh, inside out, no doubt, in race seven, drawn behind the early favourite in Animado, uh, this looks fairly obvious, leader behind leader. So this is a, a good situation for no doubt? Oh, absolutely, Chris. You know, that's perfect for him. He gets a trial throw on a helmet. And, um, you know, we don't have to spend any petrol early. And I think he'll be quite sharp at the finish. He loves that sort of trip. So it's actually a perfect draw for him today. Okay. He had excuses there at Reckliff last time out making that break. So uh, drawn the inside, uh, following out the favourite. He shouldn't be too far away. A couple of nice drives there today. He shouldn't be too far away with a bit of luck. Yeah, for sure, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's sort of it's always nice to get good draws and have nice, nice stock underneath you. So today should be a good day, hopefully. All right. Just going back to Saturday night with that Group 2 victory in the Queensland Cup. That's the second time you've won the, the Queensland Cup, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I believe Cruz won it. Is it Cruz? Sure yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure if Hijinks might have won it years ago. Correct me if I'm also, wrong. Also, it might have been the third. It could have been, yeah. I just I was thinking about that the other day and I meant to go back and have a look at it. But I um, I reckon Hijinks won it maybe 2017 or something like that. And then um, I reckon Cruz has won it since. And obviously, Mac Vinci. Hmm, I think you might be right there with uh, our hijinks. If it wasn't that, it might have been the Be Good Johnny Sprint that he won. Yeah, I, I seem to remember. Um, yeah, I reckon he won two features within a week, and I seem to think Queensland Cup might have been the other one, but I could be wrong too. Okay, well, they're good Good to have. Are you happy with the form this year? The, the numbers that you're racking up, are you happy with those numbers? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, um, you know I've had a good year, and... Obviously, each year you just look to do better and better. So, um, you know, I'm happy with the year I've had this year and hopefully we can have an even better one next year. Well, you've cracked the century again. That's the second straight year? Yeah, and I think it was actually on Max Da Vinci on Saturday night. I brought up the 100th for the season, so that was even more special. Yeah, too right, too right. Well, let's hope the good times keep rolling for you. We'll see you in action later today. Really appreciate the time this morning. And again, congratulations. Group two winner, group two second. So it was a good night at the office. Too easy. Thank you very much, Chris. Always appreciate it. There's Leonard Kane joining us. So, uh, yeah, big result there on Saturday night with uh, Mac Da Vinci. Leonardo Da Vinci taking out uh, that feature there on Saturday night. So, We'll double-check our hijinks. We'll put our man, uh, Darren Clayton, to the task and see what he can come up with, whether or not our hijinks won that race 
a few years ago, like Leonard Outline. So it uh, may have been his third Queensland Cup there on Saturday night. Racetrack Ralphie is about to join us now, and he's about to supply the good oil for today's nine-race program. It's not a bad card today at uh, Albion Park. We get underway at 12.42, and Ralphie's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Uh, we got through uh, night two of the Summer Carnival. Uh, Mac Da Vinci taking that feature, Majestic Harry taking the trotting feature. So connections of both of those horses are going to take up those options and uh, their next start is going to come on Saturday week down in Melbourne. So Queensland will have something to cheer about. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, both both the owners, particularly in Brittany Graham, I've been reading uh, her columns uh, of late uh, saying about the big adventure that she's about to embark on with uh, with Majestic Harry. And, of course, the owner of Max Da Vinci, well, he was there on Saturday night and when they presented him with a gold ticket, he was over the moon. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they line up. But uh, I think Mac Da Vinci's probably a bit of a sneaky hope there in that pacing series for the reasons I outlined there with Leonard. Like, there's a lot of big-name horses that are sort of, you know, bypassing the Inter-Dominion this year. So if he can come up with some nice draws or some nice uh, luck on his side, he should be able to uh, hopefully qualify for that final. Yeah, with his consistency, Chris, I think he'll make the final. Um, and then it's just a matter of the draw. If he gets the right draw, I, I think he's there too. Yeah, like I said, I missed a goal number. I should have said Leonardo da Vinci when he crossed the line. <laughs> uh, one of your better ones, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always uh, happens. You think of him after uh, the event's done. Anyway, nine races today. Where is our best bet? Look, I think our plan today is to cash up early and enjoy the put your feet up and enjoy the rest of the day because we're going to go with race one, number one, Villa Spur. And he's a former Kiwi trotter. He's also a proven Albion Park winner. He's backing up from a really great run, and that was in the feature trotters race the other night that was won by the long shot King and Come. Now, that was a huge class rise for him. I think it's pretty fair to say he passed that with flying colours. Now, he's the only horse off the front line today. And if he steps and leads, he's going to be pretty very, very hard to catch. All right. So it's nice and simple here. Race one, number one. We can't forget that. That's it. All right. So race one, number one, zealous spur for Grant Dixon. He's got... Uh... Good uh, chances in both trot races today because he's got Banff going around in a race too and he's the early tab favourite as well. So race one, number one, Zealous Spur is the best bet for Racetrack Ralphie. So the focus now will switch to Melbourne. We've got the Breeders' Crown Night coming up this Saturday night. The Inter-Dominion starts the week after. So a couple of easy weeks hopefully here and um, I think our next big meeting coming up is going to be that big Redcliffe Cup night uh, or the Redcliffe Christmas Cup race night, which is... uh, Probably only about a month away now. Yeah, that's right. I'll uh, I'll be uh, away for a couple of weeks, but uh, I'll be back and ready to, to get to tackle those ones. All right. Well, appreciate uh, the time today. Appreciate the tip as well. Race one, number one, Zealous Spur. We'll see you trackside. Okay. Thanks, Chris. There's Racetrack Ralphie joining us. So that is mobile rolling for this Tuesday morning. We get underway with our first race at 12.42. Don't forget it because that's the other tip from Ralphie. Race one, number one, Zealous Spur. So that is mobile rolling. We'll have plenty more coming up tomorrow. Darren Clayton will be online with us tomorrow. I've got a homework question for him, so we'll put him to work and see what he comes up with. But uh, we'll join you from uh, Albion Park a little bit later with our first race broadcast at 12.42.